given the fact that the responsibility for protecting your future is in the hands of individual Americans means that we need to have a regulatory system that protects individual Americans. DC Pension Geeks brings you exclusive conversations with top retirement policymakers and regulators in and around Washington, DC, hosted by Brian Graff, an attorney, accountant, former Capitol Hill staffer, and CEO of the American Retirement Association. If you're looking for an insider's view of all the twists and turns that Washington takes on the road to ensuring a secure retirement for millions of Americans, you're in the right place. Welcome to DC Pension Geeks. All right, everybody. Uh, Brian Graff here for another in the series of DC Pension Geeks. Glad to have everybody listening today and very glad to have joining me Eric Pan, the CEO and president of the Investment Company Institute based in Washington, D.C. Uh, a lot of people uh, listening may be familiar with ICI, but I wanted to start with Eric talking a little bit about uh, what the focus of the organization is, and we'll get a little bit into uh, his background as well. Great. Well, thank you very much, Brian, for, for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be a guest on your podcast. Um, hopefully, your listeners will get something out of this conversation. Uh, so the Investment Company Institute is the trade association for the regulated funds industry. What that means is our members are the companies that uh, offer mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, money market funds, and similar products. We're a global association, so we also have non-U.S. members, and they offer USITs. And quite recently, we've expanded our remit to also include the offering of collective investment trusts and separately managed accounts. We've been around since 1940. In fact, ICI was created when Congress passed the Investment Company Act in 1940. And it was the Securities and Exchange Commission that said that it would be very useful to have an industry group which it could then interact with to determine how the regulatory framework for funds could develop. So I say it's been around for well over 80 years. Uh, we've been very active uh, here in the United States. We're based in Washington, Brian, as you've indicated. And we take very seriously the use of funds. And retirement is obviously one of the most important areas where funds are being used. You know, it, it's not very often the government asks for a trade association to be created. Um, talk a little bit more about the the unique and, and really special relationship that ICI has with the SEC. Well, originally, uh, the the ICI had a very good relationship with the SEC because the SEC found ICI to be a useful foil, which it could talk to industry participants about how the 40 Act would operate. So pretty much for its first 30 to 40 years of existence, a lot of the amendments to the 40 Act, as well as the various rules and regulations, were drafted pursuant to feedback that ICI would give to the SEC. Kind of like a focus group for the SEC. Exactly. Uh, that's a great way of putting it. Uh, they, they would be able to throw ideas, hear about what need to be changed, get data uh, that allow the SEC to, to kind of create this framework. 
And the fact is, it was tremendously successful, right? If you think about the golden years of the United States, right, from 1940, you know, in the post-war eras when you had the GIs coming back from World War II and you had the, this explosion in the growth of middle-income Americans, the ability for Americans to have investment options, to use mutual funds, is really one of the great American success stories. And I think it was this hand-in-glove relationship between the SEC and ICI that really made that possible. You know, it's, 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 a, it is great that true public government slash private sector industry partnerships can exist. You know, it, it's unfortunate that uh, today it's more looked upon on an, in a more dubious and negative way. Do you feel that that all that political pressure has made that relationship a little bit more challenging today? I think it's definitely true that the type of relationship that ICI had with the SEC in the 40s and 50s could not happen today. Uh, I think, Brian, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think there's a lot more pressure on regulators to keep uh, organizations like ICI at arm's length. Uh, I think there is more politics in how we do financial regulation. And this means that, uh, you know, uh, I think definitely depending on which political party is in power, there's a lot of skepticism about the views of industry representatives. As a result, I wouldn't say that the relationship is adversarial, but I think that the relationship is definitely more distant than it used to be. Let's uh, step back a second. And, you know, you say something and that just strikes me as just so unfortunate that, you know, sometimes the government and people in government look at industry as this sort of monolith, but really we're just people like them. Most of us, the vast, vast, vast majority of us are trying to do the right thing for the investors, for retirement plan participants, whoever the, you know, who is involved in the market. And, um, it, 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 you know, understandably it can be, it can be frustrating when you get this sort of perspective that everything you're doing is you're the bad guy. And I hate to be that simplistic, but unfortunately the way politics are today, everything is sometimes boiled down to that black and white analysis. You're either the good guy or the bad guy or the good girl or the bad girl. And, um, you know, it's, it shouldn't be that way, but, uh, that is the world we live in today. So why, what made you decide, given the, the, the tension of politics and, and you know, the fact that this is a, a pretty um, very different type of job than you had before, what made you think about you know, a little bit about where you come from and what made you decide to, to join the fray in D.C.? I think the starting point is it's a really important job. Um, And I say this also about your job, too, um, leading the American Retirement Association. I think both you and I uh, have very important roles in heading up organizations. Uh, In a way, even though that the relationship between the regulator and industry may be more distant, it is still a very important relationship. 
you know, the regulator still needs to understand what the impact of its thinking will be on the markets, what its impact will be on investors. And you and I are really necessary to provide that feedback. We, we channel this information. We, we talk to industry participants around the country and we can funnel very important feedback to the SEC and other regulators. So, so the first point is it's a really important job. And when I was offered the opportunity to take over as CEO of ICI, uh, I recognize that this would be a unique, uh, but also a really important opportunity. And that was one reason I was interested. Second, and you've touched upon this, Brian, as well, which is our constituents are American investors. In your organization, you focus on retirees and the interests of retirees. In my organization, we care about all Americans who invest for whatever purpose, including retirement, but also Americans who save for education, who have saved for other life goals. Our constituents are critically important to this country. It's critically important not only to the economic success of the country, but it's also important to call it the moral fiber of the country, right? You know, with the hardworking Americans who are trying to save for a better life. And I think it was very attractive to me to also be able to be part of an organization where that's where it saw its, its mission from. So, you know, I feel good in the mornings going to work because I feel like that I'm, I'm fighting for the right side. You know, I think there, a lot of people don't realize how unique the American investment marketplace is compared really to the entire rest of the world in that there are so many individuals either through their, you know, workplace retirement plans or on their own saving and having investment accounts as individuals. Whereas, you know, the vast majority of the rest of the world is really, it's all done at the institutional level. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, how different that is than how other countries, how it, how it works in other countries and how the American system is working and why kind of to reinforce the point that you're making, our roles are important to make sure that the ability of Americans to continue to be investors is maintained. So one of the big characteristics of the American system is that we have what's known as a defined contribution system when it comes to retirement savings. Uh, It's a system which relies very much on people during their working years to put aside money that they can invest that would lead to uh, money that they can use during retirement. The United States is relatively unique in that um, most countries still are in a defined benefit world where they, you know, it's it's the old story of if you go work for a company, you get a, a pension or you go work for the government, you get a public pension and it's the responsibility of your company to take care or the of the state retirement. or the state or the state or the state. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, the United States did used to have a defined benefit system, but the U S 
uh, successfully shifted to a defined contribution system. And the fact is, other countries look with envy at what the United States has done. Uh, other countries are actively trying to shift their own populations to a defined contribution system. Now, our roles uh, at ARA and ICI is given the fact that the responsibility for protecting your future is in the hands of individual Americans means that we need to have a regulatory system that protects individual Americans. We need to have a capital market system that allows American uh, investors to maximize their returns. We need a system that gives them choice. We need to uh, have a system that offers them different opportunities and different types of investments. And, and that, too, is something that's uniquely American. Uh, the, the depth and the breadth of our capital markets is something which there's no other jurisdiction in the world that can compare. Not Europe, not Canada, not China. And, 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 and it's really important for us to remind Americans how blessed they are to have the opportunities that they do have. That's really important, and, and re- frankly, something that should not be taken for granted. So, for for example, you know, there's a uh, Eric, you and I have discussed this: a proposal that would create a federally run 401k style plan uh, that would be greatly subsidized, and and frankly, um, would encourage some employers to, to 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 shut down their own plans and and move employees into this plan. Uh, you know, do you think a proposal like that kind of threatens that fabric that that you were talking about? I think it does. I think this the, the plan that you referred to is a proposal that I know uh, some groups have pushed um, in Congress that would effectively return us back to the days of having a government-run retirement system. Um, and I think this will be to the detriment of a lot of American investors. Um, you know, if I could, I could, if I could, let me just kind of briefly talk about that. You know, here at ICI, we pride ourselves in doing a lot of original research. Uh, you know, we we're, we're a group that makes a lot of arguments, but we also have uh, about quarter of our research of our team here. That's about forty plus people are full-time economists and data researchers. And in order to back up what we're saying, they often do a lot of research into things like retirement. And there's a paper that um, some of our economists just recently published that I hope your listeners will will look at, where um, we examined through IRS data, every single American that was born in 1945, and we asked the question, okay, these, this cohort of Americans, as they got to retirement age, did they have sufficient savings to meet their retirement needs? And by looking at IRS data, so this is the people's tax returns. It's all right. anonymous, so no one's personal information was shared. But by looking at tax returns of every single American born in 1945, we have shown that the system, our retirement system, has been successful in making sure Americans have retained their income well into the retirement years. I think our findings are 
you look at what people were earning when they were in their 50s and when they were in their 60s and 70s, they were continuing to meet about 90% of what they were making in their 50s. And that tells you the system's working. That tells you that the system of allowing people to invest for the long term does work. Um, and when you add that in with the social security system that we, of course, have today, um, it's hard to support the case that we need to have a, a new government-run system. Uh, the, the, the data just doesn't support the case for that type of proposal. And we definitely hope that policymakers will look at the data before they adopt anything uh, new and radical. That's um, that's fantastic information, Eric. Can you can share with everybody where they could find that research? Sure. Uh, the research is on the ICI website, uh, www.ici.org. But it's also, um, it's as it's a research study, I will make sure that uh, uh, you... Uh, uh, Brian, also get a link to it and you can share it on your website as well. Fantastic. We would love to do that. In fact, we'd be happy to write an article uh, on Appanet, which has got a, you know, tens of thousands of, of readers on a daily basis. I think we'd love to, to report on that and uh, provide that information because it's, it's, it tells a great story that uh, the, the system that we have in place today is doing a tremendous job building wealth for Americans. So let's, uh, let's finish with one more, uh, uh, talked about a bad proposal, right? <laughs> let's talk about a good proposal. And that's a proposal to expand uh, for these so-called 4-3-B plans, which are for nonprofits and educational institutions, uh, charities, good, good communities. Uh, they'd like to have the ability to invest in CITs, uh, which uh, often provide lower investment fees, as you know, and and ICI now uh, has broadened its uh, reach in terms of representation to include CITs. Uh, it passed uh, out of committee, the House Financial Services Committee, on a bipartisan basis, which is good news. Um, what do you think the prospects are for the Senate, Eric? And um, you know. Obviously, you probably need a banking bill, right, to this to tag along with. What are you guys thinking in terms of the likelihood of a banking bill uh, in this Congress? We're optimistic. Uh, of course, in the current political environment, nothing is ever for certain. But, you know, our, our sense is that there's strong bipartisan support for this bill. So we're very optimistic. I think the key thing for your listeners is it, it just makes sense. You know, what what the proposal will do for 403Bs, as you indicated, 403Bs are for uh, people who work in educational institutions and nonprofits. All we're talking about is giving 403B participants the same options that people in, who have 401Ks have today. So it's leveling the playing field, making sure that um, our employees of nonprofits and educational institutions just have the same opportunities. And that makes sense to me. Yep. I mean, you can't argue with that. Um, it makes perfect sense, which is always what's challenging in Washington, D.C., because we all know that what makes perfect sense doesn't necessarily uh, happen as quickly as, as it should. Eric, thank you so much for your time today and, and enjoyed speaking with you and, and, and sharing with the listeners 
the important work the, that ICI is doing and that you are doing at Atelm. Appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you today. Uh, Brian, it's a pleasure. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. 